Coming up the day before the Super Bowl, though, we have NFL honors and NFL rewards. So all the nominees have been put out there. They've been selected already. The question is who's going to win. We're going to break down each category. I'm going to give you a prediction of who I think should win, and then I'll, you know, talk about who may win. Because usually, although, well, usually when I pick somebody, they never win. Let's put it that way. Always happens every year. So we'll go to MVP first. Four quarterbacks, one wide receiver. Wide receiver up there. What's going on? Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes. Pretty intriguing list. I would cross off Allen immediately, only because of his playoff performance. Now, playoffs aren't going to be considered in this voting, but I'll tell you what, Josh Allen has never been to an AFC championship game. That should shock some people. Josh Allen, oh, he's the best quarterback, MVP candidate, all these things about Josh Allen, yet he's never been to an AFC championship game. Now, you could say, well, Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow, how are you going to get past him? Well, that's Josh Allen's job. If he's so elite, if he's so good, why has he never played in an AFC championship game? And in a couple of years, if this trend continues, the Bills could be on the search for a new quarterback. Just saying. Josh Allen's off that list. Jalen Hurts on the list as well. Now, Hurts is certainly valuable, but he missed a couple of games and just does not have the numbers that somebody like Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow has. And that might be a shock to some, but I'm not ashamed to say that. Hurts, 22 touchdowns, six picks, has some rushing yards in there. That's awesome but does not have the Mahomes-type numbers that I think should warrant an MVP. Look at these numbers from Pat Mahomes. 5,200 passing yards, 52-50, 41 touchdowns, 12 picks. His team is in the Super Bowl again, led the league in yards, in touchdowns, and yards per game, and finished top five in quarterback rating, passer rating, first in QBR, which is the ESPN-measured statistic. Pat Mahomes, in my opinion, is going to win the MVP. Joe Burrow is close, and Justin Jefferson had an unbelievable year, 1,800 receiving yards. He actually had the fifth most receiving yards in one season this year. Nobody even talked about it. Nobody followed the story whatsoever. Broke Minnesota's single-season franchise record, held by Chris Carter, and almost broke Calvin Johnson's record of 1,964 in a season. He had a great year, and Justin Jefferson, if he continues at this pace, could go down as one of the greats already. I mean, he's putting up... 1,500, 1,600 yards first three years in the NFL all three years in a row. That's unheard of, unprecedented. But they're not going to give the award to a wide receiver, and the Vikings went nowhere and really didn't do much and won a lot of close games. I mean, their point differential was similar to teams that went 8-8, eight and eight, or sorry, 8-9. and nine. Not going to win it. So it's then going to come down to Burrow or Mahomes. And I have to say, Burrow, although he did good, just doesn't match up statistically to Mahomes. And that's going to be his downfall. You know, Burrow, 4,500 yards, 35 touchdowns, 12 picks. How do you compare that to seven more touchdowns and almost 1,000 more yards from Mahomes? And the same amount of games, too. Burrow played every game. Burrow had a great year, and he deserves a lot of praise, but I think he'll be the runner-up in that race. Pat Mahomes is my MVP, and I think that's going to be the real pick as well. Defensive Player of the Year, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones of the Chiefs. And Micah Parsons, and I think right now, as far as I know, Parsons is going to be the favorite, 13 and a half sacks. Made the AP first team all pro. 
three fumble recoveries as well. Can't argue with those numbers for Micah Parsons, and he was a big reason, believe it or not, why Dallas went as far as they did. It wasn't all just Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott was just a small piece of that team. He was not the answer. Micah Parsons may win it, although I will say, hey, Nick Bosa, 18 and a half sacks, that's his calling card. Maybe Bosa wins it. I think either choice would be smart. But I will say, Micah Parsons, when we come to when we when we talk about valuableness, when we talk about being so valuable to your team, the Niners were stacked already. They had three different A-plus quarterbacks, really, at the end of the day. They had a good run game. They had good wide receivers. If we want to talk about a player being so valuable to his team, I would go with Parsons. Because Dak was not impressive this year. Zeke was not impressive. All the guys that are supposed to be so good on Dallas really didn't show up, but Parsons always did. Meant a lot to that team. It was a big reason why they got to where they were. Offensive player of the year, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Pat Mahomes. I think it's going to be Pat Mahomes again here. I think he might sweep the awards. That's happened many times before. Jalen Hurts does not even stack up to Pat Mahomes. Sorry. It's just, it's not even close as far as statistically. Tyree Kill was behind Justin Jefferson, and Justin Jefferson had nearly a record-breaking year, so no go on him. It's either going to be Jefferson or Mahomes, and maybe they give Jefferson this as a consolation prize for not winning MVP. I could see it. But as far as who's most deserving, who had the most offensive impact on his team, I would have to say it's Pat Mahomes. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Garrett Wilson of the Giants, Kenneth Walker, and my guy, Brock Purdy. You know, Brock Purdy didn't play in enough games, and that's what might hurt him, but I would not be opposed to him winning the award. I'm just saying, Brock Purdy came in, third-string guy, Mr. Irrelevant, last draft pick of the entire draft, and yet he leads his team to the NFC Championship game in his rookie year, on a run. I've never seen that happen before. Kenneth Walker certainly meant a lot to Seattle. Didn't even play in every game. Averaged almost five yards per carry, 1,050 yards. Those numbers, though, to me, aren't necessarily impressive. But he did play a big role in why Seattle got to where they were. And then Garrett Wilson of the Jets. Wilson had a decent season as well. My whole thing is the Jets weren't even relevant this year. They fell out of contention very quickly. Wilson had 83 catches for 1,100 yards. I could see Wilson winning it, and I'd be okay with that move too. But Wilson or Purdy for me. I think Wilson will win it, but I'd like Brock Purdy. I think it'd be cool to see Brock Purdy win it. AP Defensive Rookie of the Year, it is Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, and Tariq Woolen. Well, my goodness, Sauce Gardner was one of the best corners in football this year. He's a rookie. But Hutchinson played great for the Lions too. I think either way, you're good making one of those choices. My guess is it's going to be Sauce Gardner because of the New York market and because how much coverage he got coming into the NFL and then what he did this year. Literally one of the best corners in football. He ranked number one on PFF for coverage for cornerbacks. He was the real deal. He's continued to be the real deal. Comeback player of the year, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Geno Smith. This is Geno Smith unanimously. And I would even argue he should have been on the MVP race too. Geno Smith broke Russell Wilson's record for most passing yards in a single season in Seattle Seahawks history. Geno Smith did it. And if it wasn't for Geno Smith, Seattle would not have been in the playoffs. Not even close. They would have been like 5-11, and 5-12. They went 9-8 and eight with Geno, made the playoffs. I don't care if they got bounced week one. They made it in. Geno had 4,300 passing yards. 
had a top five passer rating in football, and look at how much he meant to his team. If we're talking about value to your team again, value, that's the name of the award, most valuable player. I would argue Geno Smith deserves to win it. I don't think I'm crazy in saying that. Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. Now, if the Chiefs didn't have him, maybe they'd suffer and struggle, but I still think they'd win the division. They'd make it to the playoffs. Seattle, without Geno Smith this year and his performance and what he did, maybe 5-12. and 12. Maybe even worse. Geno Smith should win that to me. And then Coach of the Year, Brian Dable, Sean McDermott, Doug Peterson, Kyle Shanahan, and Nick Sirianni. I think it's either going to be Dable or Peterson, and both of those two certainly deserve to be there and certainly deserve to win it more than anybody else. Everybody else had a stacked roster. They don't even qualify. Dable comes in first year in New York, reinvents Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley comes back, you get a new head coach, new GM, and immediately they're in the playoffs. A Giants team that hadn't put up a winning record in a decade, it seemed like. A Giants team that was about to give up on Daniel Jones, who said he was a bust, and maybe he is. I'm not fully sold on him yet, but he had a great year, and it worked. What they did worked. They beat the Bears doing it. I think it's stable all the way with a runner-up nod to Doug Peterson. I'll admit, I didn't want the Bears to hire him. I was definitely concerned about Peterson because of the way things ended in Philadelphia. But he turned out to be great in Jacksonville. Started out very, very slow, but turned it on near the end. Trevor Lawrence was a pro bowler this year, 4,000 passing yards, a lot of touchdowns. Top 10 passer rating in football. So he reinvented Trevor Lawrence. Made this team go from worst to first in one season. And there's so much more that they could do come next year. It is an exciting time to be a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. So a slight runner-up nod to Doug Peterson. But I don't think he's going to win it, nor do I think he should. I think this award is going to be reserved for Brian Dable. So, one more time to go through at least my picks for the awards. MVP, Pat Mahomes. Defensive Player of the Year, Micah Parsons. Offensive Player of the Year, Pat Mahomes again. Going to sweep that category. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Brock Purdy. Defensive Rookie of the Year, going to be Sauce Gardner. Comeback Player of the Year, Geno Smith, hands down. And Coach of the Year, Brian Dable, again, hands down. Those are my picks for all these awards all these awards, and we will find out before Super Bowl Sunday as to who wins them all next week. We will make sure to react to those as well and break them all down. See who wins. Audio commenting here, going back and forth about Mitch Trubisky. Well, we talked about that earlier. That's okay, though. Alex, uh, Josh Allen's playoff path has been difficult thus far in the AFC. I think as far as head-to-head QB matchups, I still like Jay Allen at quarterback. And I do, too. I mean, I think he's a top five or top ten quarterback in football. All I'm saying, though, is he has not made it to an AFC championship game. That should be cause for concern for Buffalo. It's not. We're not on the stage of, is Josh Allen developing? We're not in 2018, 2019 Josh Allen. We're in 2022 now, going to be 2023 for the season. Josh Allen has to win something and prove his worth in Buffalo. That's my thing. Former New York Jet, Geno Smith. That's right, and I remember Geno Smith. I recall Geno Smith. I used to be a fan of his. I played Geno Smith on Madden all the time in Madden 2012. 
And all of a sudden, he kind of went to obscurity, backed up at places, kind of bounced around the NFL, then got this tryout last year when Russell Wilson got hurt, did great, stuck around, and now look at him. Geno Smith, I mean, he should be an MVP candidate, if not maybe almost winning the award. Because, again, we're talking about valuable. See, I when I hear the word MVP, I think of not just stats, but also valuableness, valuability, whatever the word is, that's what I think of when it comes to MVP. I think, how valuable was he to their team? Did he, was it because of him they went to the playoffs or they did a better job this year? They had a better record, whatever it is. And I could say with certainty, Geno Smith was the sole reason why Seattle went 9-8 and and why they made the playoffs. If Geno Smith was not quarterbacking and if he didn't put up the performance that he did, Seattle would be 5-11. and 11. At best, what do they have? They have a nice, decent rookie running back. That's about it. A couple of wide receivers. Everything else is gone. That team has been stripped to the studs. And yet, they found a way to sneak into the postseason because of Geno Smith. Not in spite of, but because. He should be an MVP candidate.